I am Dr. Patricia Grabarek. And I'm Dr. Katina Sawyer. And welcome to Thriving at Work, a Worker Being podcast. You can learn more about us on our website, workerbeing.com, or on social, or you can support our community. We have relaunched our community. There's a lot of fun things, including bonus episodes. You can learn more about that at workerbeing.com slash community. So today, we're going to be talking about a concept called sleep profiles. Hmm. Yes. Before I dive into what that is, I thought we could talk a little bit about our sleep. Um, so I wanted to ask you how you would describe your sleep over a typical week. So like, does it vary from day to day? What's your sleep quality, your duration, stuff like that? Hmm. I think it does vary a little bit. I would say that I usually get six hours of sleep, but it gets shifted around when it is. Like sometimes I'll go to bed at like 11 and get up at five. Sometimes I'll go to bed at 12 and get up at six. Like it's not always the same time. Mm -hmm. And sometimes I get seven. Like I, I rarely ever put the, like my alarm in and it says less than six. It's usually like six and change. And sometimes it's seven. And then I think the thing, and I know that this is not supposed to be like an actual thing that you can do, but on the weekend, I sleep a lot. So I go to bed late on the weekend, but I usually sleep like 10 or 11 hours on Friday and Saturday night. And I know it's not supposed to be, I know you're not supposed to be able to catch up, but it feels to me like I can. Um, yeah. Do you wake up in the middle of the night often or do you sleep through the night? I wake up one time to go pee <laughs> per night. <laughs> wow, that consistent every night, one time? Yeah. At some that's... point in the night, I wake up and go pee and then that's go back so to funny. sleep. I that's usually really sleep funny. like a log though. I'm not very um I'm not very like tossing and turning. I usually have like really 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 weird crazy dreams, but they're long and I remember them and like um, so I feel like I'm like in dream sleep for a while. Mm -hmm. Um, and I'm not, a am not a super light sleeper. Like I usually, I fall asleep fast and I get up fast, but like in between I'm out. Interesting. Okay. Well, spoiler alert. There is actually some, some findings around compensating sleep, <gasps> um, in this study, that's so exciting. you might be one of the, I think I know what your profile is. It's a little bit different than what, um, not perfectly aligned, but we can't expect everyone to be perfectly aligned to these profiles. But after what you've shared, I kind of think I know what you are. Okay. So, well, boop, that's boop, exciting. Boop. What about you? <laughs> so me, I would say I'm probably similar to you in the sense that I tend to sleep longer on weekends and I tend to sleep in quite a bit. The time I go to bed doesn't change very much. Um, I typically go to bed anywhere between like 1030 and 1130. Maybe. Okay. That's a lie. I like to go to bed at 1030, but I never actually do. It's maybe like 11 yeah. to 12. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, but I, te that's, I generally do that. I generally sleep at the same time every day, but then I wake up at different times. So, you know, during the week I'll tend to wake up a little earlier, but it'll vary even during the week. Like I'll wake up kind of around my schedule. So if like one day I have like really late meetings, then I will sleep in that day. Mm -hmm. Um, 
So it does shift quite a bit. I would say I'm typically pretty out as well. But if I wake up, um, I won't say wake up every single night to pee. That's I'm like amazed <laughs> at your consistency. It happens occasionally. <laughs> like if I had a ton of tea right before I went to bed or something. Yeah. But um, if I wake up, it's typically because an animal woke me up in some way. Mm, um, yes. So, which I know everyone says you shouldn't sleep with your pets in the bed, but you know what? But Sometimes so I have nice. three in my bed and I deal with yes. it. So, <laughs> oh, well. Absolutely. Agreed. Pets are okay to me, even though I know that they say, they say a lot of things, but apparently sometimes they're wrong because it seems like I can compensate sleep. I don't know if it says anything about your pets, but. Yeah, it doesn't say anything about my pets. And I mean, I, I know from my experience that having three pets in the bed is probably not the best for my sleep, but I can't stop because they're so it's cute. Okay. <laughs> I, give, I, I say we allow it. I think so. I think so. Um, <laughs> so let me talk about the three key takeaways that I have cool. um, from this study. And then we can talk a little bit about the different profiles and what they mean. Um, basically, this study um, talks about these sleep profiles. So we've talked about circadian rhythms and chronotypes before, which is kind of like your biological uh tendencies and preferences for how to sleep and when to sleep and when to be awake and when your energy levels are highest. Mm -hmm. But this is about sleep profiles. So it's really about understanding how people actually sleep. Um, Mm. So it's more about like looking at people and then figuring out like what are the commonalities in which people and how they sleep in the different profiles. So that's a different thing. And so there are And they did find that there are different profiles. And I think it's really interesting. So takeaway one, there are different profiles of sleepers. Cool. Takeaway number two, depending on your sleep profile, you are more or less likely to be dealing with chronic fatigue. Hmm. And number three, there are things that we need to do. And there's not a lot in the study specifically about the support for profiles, but there are a couple profiles that we really need to focus on supporting so that we can help improve their exhaustion and burnout because there are some profiles that are more tied to burnout than others. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's super interesting. I have a question and mm-hmm. I'm just going to ask it now because other people might be thinking something similar. Um, yeah. I have a Fitbit and it shows me a sleep profile for me. Is that in any way tied to anything scientific that has anything to do with this study or is that either unclear or not true I have no idea what the Fitbit sleep profiles are does it give you like a name or is it just like it does because I was just wondering if in this study they have people wear trackers that like Mm. assign them to profiles or if they assign them to profiles because like mine, but they do it like cute like they're like it's all different animals so they're like you're a hedgehog you're a (laughs) giraffe or whatever. Um, but I just wasn't sure, like, you know how sometimes in some of the studies that we've profiled where they're like, they have people wear fitness trackers and then they use the data from the tracker to inform it. Mm -hmm. I was like, huh, maybe those little profiles are a real deal, but it seems like unclear. Unclear. Um, I don't know about the science behind those profiles. These profiles, they actually are statistically derived. So, um, 
you know, for the stats people out there, they use like latent profile analysis, gotcha. right? So you're yep. looking to, to group people with similar characteristics to kind of understand, um, you know, these different profiles. That and the way they're named, I can tell you right now, no company is going to take these names and run with it. <laughs> it's not the hedgehog. <laughs> Nothing cute like a hedgehog. There is one owl. One of the four profiles has an, an, a, oh, a bird, an owl. Well, that's but, a good one. Yeah, but the others are, are not. And <laughs> it's very academic. So I'll yes. just leave it at that. <laughs> Got it. Understood. <laughs> so... The, uh, the thing that's important to know, though, when I talk about these profiles, so kind of as we're going to now break down the details of this, um, there's a couple of things they're looking at to help define these profiles. So they look at a bunch of sleep dimensions and they look at not just, you know, I typically get like on average, I get, you know, let's say eight hours of sleep. It looks also at my variability. So the variability is really important here because they're gotcha. saying... And I think it's true that like you can say, oh, like you are a hedgehog and that means that you sleep six hours a night, but you even admitted yourself, you don't sleep six hours a night every night, right? So Mm -hmm. it varies and everybody varies their sleep. So they really wanted that variability within a person to be accounted for too. Cool. That's very interesting and sounds like a very good way of approaching understanding this. I agree. So the things they looked at, just to to kind of note in the back of your mind, they looked at sleep duration, sleep quality, so how well are you sleeping, sleep timing, so that would mean like what time do you go to bed, what time do you wake up, Um, and then what they called fragmentation, which is basically like do you get up in the middle of the night or not. Hmm. Um, So those are the the, the five things that they were looking at, and and then of course the variability in those. What are the profiles? I'm so curious. Yes. It's a great time now to move into the profiles. So there are four. We'll start with the boring one. It is called the average (laughs) sleeper. Oh. (laughs) Really exciting. (laughs) So basic. You're Um, basic even in your sleep. Even in your dreams, you're basic. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, basically, these people. The people that fall into this category are kind of the norm, right? They generally are decent quality of sleep around the normal amount of uh, duration, you know, seven to eight hours or so. Their bedtime and their wake time doesn't vary a lot from day to day. Um, They're just kind of, if you looked at this population sample, they just kind of hang around the average scores Mm. on all these different dimensions. And the amount they vary is about average. They vary a little bit here and there, but it's not massive. So there's kind of these consistent sleepers might Mm. be a good way to talk about them. And they probably, I, I, well, actually I'll save it. I have a thought about, (laughs) I would imagine consistency is good, but I don't know. Well, yes, you're right. <laughs> um, so they're, yeah. So, I mean, I could just say it as we're here really quickly. Like, they are good. Like, they're not, they're less likely to have burnout symptoms. They're less likely to have um, fatigue and other issues. Mm-hmm. So they're kind of, they're good. They're okay sleeping consistently, about average, and they're doing pretty well. Nothing wrong with being average. Nothing, definitely not in this case. It's a good thing. <laughs> So the next, I'm going to do an order of like best to worst. Um, 
So the next best profile are the short sleep compensators. Mm. Ooh, those that compensate. That so, is me, maybe. <laughs> I know. Well, I think it is you. You're a little different than the profile, but um, I think it's the one that fits you best. Mm-hmm. Basically, they tend to have shorter sleep duration than most people. So that's six hours kind of lines up. Mm-hmm. Um, but they have more variability in their wake time and in their duration. They seem to compensate their short sleep by, um, you know, those shorter nights by sleeping in. Uh, And the way they found it in this study is they're, they often, it's almost like they'll do like two shorter nights and then one longer night and then two shorter nights Mm -hmm. and then one longer night. So they typically see like the longer nights are Wednesdays and Saturdays kind of on average. Um, which is interesting, that which kind of gets to what I was saying. Like, you know, some work days I'll sleep in if my meetings are pushed out. So it's like those people. Yeah. Mine's definitely Friday and Saturday. Like, I know that for sure that I sleep longer. Um, and I, and if I have the opportunity to sleep longer on a different day, I will. It's not like I'm like opposed to that idea. Um, but yeah, that does sound more similar to me. And I don't know if they said anything about naps. But if I had a particularly not. short sleep, I will do a nap. Hmm. They did not. And I will say, like, one thing I want to clarify with this study, too, for everybody is, like, this is one of the first studies doing this type of profiling. So I think over time there's likely going to be more profiles that will come out. And as people do more of this research, we'll get to know some of this detail a little bit more. But it's kind of like the first foray into it. And so we're learning something interesting but it's not like you're going to fit every single, like every person's not going to fit these profiles exactly. Right. right. And, um, you know, and we'll probably learn more over time. Yeah. That sounds good. That's a good call out. Yeah. But yeah. So the compensators, like in this case, compensating your sleep actually doesn't hurt. They're like, I would say that they're like the neutral group. Like they mm. don't stand out as being like particularly great on all the dimensions, but they're also not significantly worse than the average sleeper. Mm. They're just like slightly worse, but it's not statistically meaningful. So they're kind of doing fine too. Cool. Okay. Well, I'm happy to hear that since that seems like it's me. (laughs) (laughs) I think it is you um, because of the fact that there's the, your general short duration of sleep. Because the next profile is a deep owl, which I think is oh. the name. Wow. They got very creative with that one. <laughs> I know. It's like average sleepers, short sleep compensators, deep owl. Like, what? Deep Where did that one come owl. from? <laughs> yeah. It's hilarious. Amazing. But, but the deep owls, what they're... The reason why it's a little similar to you is that they tend to sleep later on... Friday nights and or Friday and Saturday nights, so they tend to sleep in those days, like mm. kind of like what you're describing. Um, they wake up later than all the others, um, except for the last profile. So they wake up later than the average sleepers and the short sleep compensators, mm-hmm. but they also tend to have the latest bedtimes, um, and they tend to go to bed even later on the weekends than they do during the week. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so they they sleep. They don't necessarily sleep six hours. They sleep more than that. Mm-hmm. Um, they sleep more than the other two profiles you've talked about, but they tend to go to bed late and tend to sleep in quite a bit. Gotcha. 
Okay. And the deep owl. (laughs) 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 What, what becomes of them? So the deep owls struggle more. They have more burnout symptoms than the average sleepers. And they also tend to have um, some, they called it cognitive impairment. So they tend to make more mistakes at work Mm. compared to others. Um, And really the thing that's interesting about the deep owls that they talked about is it's pro this one's probably related to the chronotype and circadian rhythm. The Mm. fact that they're wanting to go to bed later on the weekends than they do on the weekdays, it feels like they're those night owls or the people that prefer late nights, probably get higher energy later in the day. So they're trying to adjust themselves to fit the like typical nine to five jam that we have. And that seems to be the struggle. There's, we don't know for sure they didn't measure chronotype, but the patterns seem to align with someone with a night owl chronotype that is trying to force themselves into a nine to five. Hmm. Gotcha. Okay. That makes sense. Um, so maybe it's like a little bit more that like society is not down with the deep owl than the deep owl having a problem like inherently. Yes, exactly. So if we were to think about like what a company could do, it's kind of like going back to what we talked about in the chronotypes, um, articles and things that we discussed. It's probably helpful to try to find some flexibility for these folks, try to help them, um, manage their time in a way where they're, you know, doing their best work at the times where they have the most energy. So usually later in the day, um, and doing like easier tasks in the morning, all that kind of stuff applies Mm -hmm. here. Okay. That makes a lot of sense. Um, so the deep owls are a little bit worse off than other people. Maybe there's a societal implication there for us later. Um, who else do we have? So our last profile, they're the restless erratic sleepers. Oh, that's definitely the most negative sounding. Yes. And they are, they struggle the most. Um, So they have lower sleep sleep quality than everybody else. They also have a lot higher fragmentation. So they wake up a lot more often than everybody else. And like, Mm. when I say a lot, like I'm looking at the graph, it's like unbelievably higher than everybody else. They wake up a lot during the night. Huh. So they struggle with sleep. So they probably, there might be some other sleep related issues going on here but they struggle with sleep they do find an interesting pattern where the amount of time they wake up during the night actually decreases during the week so from sunday night to friday night it steadily decreases so like during the work week they actually have slightly better sleep hmm. um because they're not waking up as frequently that's and then they see, yeah, and their sleep quality actually decreases from Sunday to Tuesday. So like kind of the um, similar pattern, but like slightly delayed. So it's like they're not waking up as frequently. Um, so they see that like they're waking up a lot, their sleep quality decreases, and then it increases until they get to Friday night. So like basically the Friday night, they're not waking up that often and they're sleeping well. Um, so there's something going on here. They don't really know what, but something seems to be happening here in the work week. And Mm. it might be that there's some personal life uh, disruptions. I mean, something simple as like, you know, drinking messes up your sleep. Maybe people drink on the weekends or something. Yeah. Yeah, that's possible. Um, Or also maybe like tiredness, like the amount to which you've been like 
tired mm-hmm. out during the day or something. Yeah. There's a lot that they don't really know about what's happening with this group. And like I said, it could even be related to some sort of sleep disorder for all we know mm-hmm. or something. Yeah. Um, or maybe they're taking like, you know, medication during the week to help them fall asleep right, but not on the weekends. Right. Like there's yeah. a lot that we don't know about this group, but they really struggle. And then that makes them kind of like the worst group from the outcome perspective. They have, you know, chronic fatigue. They have more burnout symptoms than everybody else. They're really, really struggling at work um, because of the fact that their sleep is very erratic. Sorry to all our people out there who are erratic and restless. The news for you is not good for now. Um, It's not good. Yeah. So that's really interesting, though. Those profiles are really, really fascinating I'm trying to think about like who in my life fits which ones based on what you said what do you think you are average sleeper I I think I think I might be a short sleep compensator too because I do have like the consistency of my going to bedtime but I wake up later depending on the day um so I think that might be where I fall yeah hmm interesting i wonder if having that sleep pattern predicts starting a podcast called thriving at work (laughs) (laughs) obviously i mean we weren't included in this study if they had done that they would have found that your odds of having a podcast is much higher (laughs) thriving at work uh that is interesting though if we if we do have now i wish there was like an assessment for it or something so we could see Mm. Maybe one day, maybe one day there will be true, but the one thing I wanted to share is so like that, those are the profiles and obviously those, the deep owls and the restless erratic sleepers, they really struggle the most with things like burnout. So there's like two things I want to talk about here. So one, I just want to give a little bit of context of the study that I think is important. They did look to see if work characteristics predicted profile membership, Mm. basically, you know, if you have like really high workload, does that mean you're more likely to be an average sleeper or a restless sleeper, right? If you have, um, I don't know, like little control of your day-to-day job, does that make Mm -hmm. you more of a deep owl? Like those types of questions. And they didn't find any of those characteristics they measured predicting whether or not people fall into these profiles. Yeah. So that was interesting because then I'm like, is it, so we don't know for sure if work is even impacting how people are sleeping or the type of profile they fall into. I wouldn't have guessed that. I would have guessed that work would have something to do with how people are sleeping because we know like that there are some things about your work in your day that impact your sleep. So I'm surprised about that, but maybe, um, yeah, I don't know. That's very interesting. Yeah. So what I took from that is like, you know, this is one study, as I mentioned, the first time doing this profiles, what I took away is thinking, okay, like there's obviously some tendencies and like personal life stuff. That's probably like framing these profiles a bit more than the Mm -hmm. work characteristics. Um, And really they're only looking kind of over a week long period. They didn't have a ton of data in terms of like multi-week. So I'd be curious to see if we had like, you know, three months of sleeping data to see how that changed because likely there might be some like acute things that occur that could change your sleep um, in that day or in that week that you had something really stressful at work. 
Um, or, you know, maybe there are some people that their whole street sleep profile changes from job to job just based on different factors that just weren't measured here. So I think we just don't know enough yet, but yeah, so far we haven't, we don't know what from work can impact this. That's super interesting. So it's really, it seems like initial evidence is suggesting that it might be more of a natural variation, but we need more research to know. Exactly. Yes. Um, and probably just like a variation in how you adapt your sleep to your work and life, right? And mm-hmm. we know chronotypes are your preference, but as we talked about with the deep owls, your preference may not align with the workplace. And so you have to adjust and adapt. And so that might be how you fit into these profiles ultimately. Those deep owls. Sounds like the name <laughs> of like a DJ that would be like on like a, like a, this is night moods with deep owl. Like it sounds like <laughs> something like that. Well, now I want to listen to just some night moods yeah. with deep owl. <laughs> Maybe he can help us sleep in. <laughs> Maybe. Uh, if you're out there, Deep Al, we're, we're interested. Um, we can bring you on the show. <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. Um, but that's a good call out that, you know, they had a very short span of time. So not to, like, stock your whole life in it, but to keep an eye on this space to see how things are evolving. Exactly. And I think the ultimate takeaway for leaders and companies kind of, it doesn't matter like what happens on the work characteristic side. Like what we know is that there's some people that their sleep is really impacting their day to day and how they're performing at work and the burnout levels. And like, that's obviously a problem, right? If you have a bunch of people that their sleep is making them more burnt out, you're not going to get the performance and the productivity that you want. Your employees are not going to be as happy. There's like so many other consequences. Yeah. So I think ultimately leaders and companies need to be kind of keeping an eye out and having conversations about sleep. Like we talked about, I always forget what it was called. It was like sleep supportive behaviors or Mm -hmm. something. Yeah. I think that's right. Yeah. There was some study that we talked about, which I'll link to here, but, um, where basically leaders that bring up sleep and talk about sleep with their employees, uh, they're more likely to, those employees are more likely to prioritize that sleep. And then they're going to you know, have better outcomes. So it might just even be worth having these conversations, figuring out flexibility to adapt to people's chronotypes or their sleep needs. Um, so I think there's a lot that we can do, but it's very individual. Um, it's not like a one size fits all kind of approach to sleep. Yeah. And also I think maybe one other thing is I feel like leaders assume that the way they sleep or like, I don't know about leaders, maybe people, but I guess successful people sometimes assume that the reason why they're successful is because they're doing something a particular way. So like if you're sleeping a particular way, but you happen to be successful anyway, that doesn't mean that there's like a correlation between and everybody should do what you're doing. Like, I feel like there's a lot of like no sleep and like hustle and whatever. And this would suggest that there are different profiles and it, didn't suggest that like the shortest sleeping profiles were the best. Um, So I do think that also remembering that there's variability and that there, that variability predicts outcomes, but it's not like a linear thing. Um, It's more complex and that it's not prescriptive. Agreed. Yeah, I totally agree. And I, I, whenever I hear about people like that, that are like super successful, but they like never sleep and they're like, it's because I, you know, I make my 24, four hour day, like longer and blah, 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 that stuff that first of all, it drives me crazy. Second of all, 
I'm like, go get some sleep and then come back to me if your performance is better the next day. Or are you wasting like 70 hours, like just getting started because you're exhausted? Right. Yeah. Get, go get some rest and like, try to tell me that you don't feel better after you got rest versus not like, it's just, that's like how humans work. Um, yes, (laughs) but yeah, I think that, I think that this is a really cool start to understanding variability in sleep that then workplaces can really use to make sure that they're promoting positive sleep profiles, but also it seems like there are multiple ways to get to a more positive and a more negative outcome. So, um, knowing that it's not just a prescription for each person I think is really helpful. Yeah, I completely agree. It was a fun study, a good start, like you said, um, and I can't wait to see where this research ends up over time. We'll have to talk about it again when more stuff comes out. Awesome. Well, thank you for finding this article. I really enjoyed it. Yeah, thank you. And listeners, thanks for listening. Hopefully you found um, some of the tips here helpful or even just had some fun figuring out what profile you might fit into. We would love to hear from you. If you have any questions or anything that you need from us, you can email us at contact at workerbeing.com. You can find us on social, check out our LinkedIn profiles. We post a lot there. And finally, as I mentioned, we have bonus episodes and content and things available for our community as well. So check us out at workerbeing.com slash community. Thanks for listening. Thriving at Work is hosted by us. Dr. Patricia Grabarek and Dr. Katina Sawyer, and produced by Allie Johnson.